Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning. This is Brooke Howard with The Daily Beast. It's Monday, October 26th, and these are the top stories the Chi team is watching right now. If he wins... President Trump reportedly has a list of officials to fire after Election Day, starting with FBI Director Christopher Wray. Two administration officials told Axios that Trump also plans to get rid of CIA Director Jenna Haspel and Defense Secretary Mark Esper. If it was not for the political fallout of booting officials so close to Election Day, one official told the website that Trump would have already fired Wray and Haspel. However, Trump reportedly has no formal plans to replace Attorney General William Barr, despite privately venting about his failure to release the Durham report, which delves into how the Obama administration investigated ties between Trump and Russia. The period between Election Day and the inauguration is traditionally when re-elected presidents switch their teams. In response to Axios, the White House said in a statement that it won't speculate about future changes. The president of Fox News and some of the network's top anchors have all reportedly been advised, one, to quarantine, and two, get tested for the coronavirus after being exposed to someone who later tested positive for COVID-19. According to the New York Times, Fox News head Jay Wallace and host Brett Beyer, Martha McCollum, Dana Perino, and Juan Williams were potentially exposed to someone with the coronavirus who rode with a group on a charter flight last week to New York from Nashville, the site of the second presidential debate. While many news networks have attempted to limit in-person interactions between staff, on-air talent, and guests throughout the pandemic, the cable and television networks have still sent teams of journalists to cover major events, including the presidential and vice presidential debates and Republican and Democratic conventions. Um, what's going on here? Health experts are questioning Vice President Mike Pence's decision to keep campaigning after his chief of staff and four others close to him tested positive for COVID-19. Pence held a rally in North Carolina on Sunday with events planned for four more states in the next two days. One of his aides told the Associated Press that Pence had tested negative on Sunday and decided to continue traveling after consulting White House medical staff. The National Security Advisor told reporters Sunday that Pence is allegedly following all the rules, calling him, quote, an essential worker. However, both CDC and Department of Homeland Security guidelines only consider workers essential if they help with key aspects of societal and critical infrastructure. Political campaigning does not fit that bill. Eight days before Election Day, Americans have cast over 58 million ballots by Sunday, surpassing the final total who used early and absentee voting processes in 2016. Reportedly, 25% of those are new or infrequent voters, helping to add to early turnout in states like Georgia and Texas, 
with a split between Democratic or Republican registrations being fairly even. Although Democrats led in terms of early voting registrants, the GOP is gaining ground as in-person voting centers open. Experts predict some 150 million Americans will turn out to vote this election. Hospital and ICU beds in El Paso, Texas, reached a 100% capacity on Sunday after hospitalized COVID-19 patients increased by 300% in the last month. In turn, El Paso Judge Ricardo Samaniego issued a city and countywide curfew, which will be upheld by law enforcement agencies between the hours of 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. Anyone who is not considered an essential worker traveling outside their home for the next two weeks will be fined. Samaniego also said businesses who defy health guidelines face the prospect of being shut down and told school districts to postpone sporting events. Officials announced Sunday that the El Paso Convention Center would be converted into a makeshift hospital in order to deal with the horrifying surge of COVID-19 patients. A house of horrors is up for sale in Connecticut. The 10,000-square-foot mansion built by Fotis Dulos, the man who killed himself after being charged with murdering his missing wife during a divorce, is on the market. Jennifer Dulos's mother foreclosed on the home as the biggest creditor of the accused killer's estate is trying to sell it for $1.75 million. The real estate listing for the Farmington property boasts that the house has a gourmet kitchen with Viking appliances, marble bathrooms, a wine cellar, and an exercise room, but does not mention in any way whatsoever the home's tragic history. The father of five was arrested and charged with capital murder, murder, and kidnapping seven months after his wife Jennifer disappeared. That's all for this morning. Check back every weekday morning and afternoon for more of the news you need to know. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.